Welcome to the Full Frontal Living Podcast. I'm Lisa Carpenter, Master Life Coach to driven, ambitious humans who want more out of life without having to sacrifice themselves to achieve it. I'll share how it's possible to slow down, take better care of yourself, find more peace and ease, create sustainable energy, stop procrastination and overwhelm, and fall in love with your life, your business, and your body. This podcast is for you if you're ready to learn what it takes to thrive as a high performer, do less, but achieve more, make you and your well-being a top priority, and create your extraordinary life. I'm so glad you're here. Hey, thanks for joining me for another episode of the Full Frontal Living Podcast. And with Mother's Day just around the corner, I wanted to read you a little love note from me to you. And you know, this applies to our dads as well, because I know many of you might be struggling with your kids and feeling at times inadequate as a parent. So I wanted to read something that I wrote uh, probably about a year ago that I think is going to be relevant because every year at Mother's Day, when I post something, somebody shows up in my DMs thanking me for just acknowledging how challenging it can be to be a mom. And uh, you know, so I want to share some of my journey with you. So I'm going to read this out to you, which feels a little bit weird because when I'm just recording my podcast episodes for a voice, you guys can't see that I'm like reading if I do choose to read, but because I'm also recording this on video for YouTube, I'm not going to be looking at the camera because I'm actually going to be reading, um, my script here. So listen in, enjoy, and, uh, I hope that you receive the message that you need to receive from this. So I want you to first consider what it costs you energetically when you're feeling inadequate as a parent, because you probably already know that the doors to the energy audit are now open. And this is an opportunity for you to explore your relationship with yourself and your beliefs around motherhood and how that is impacting your energy. Because do you know that most people are stuck in their emotions without even realizing that they're stuck in their emotions? So stay with me in this episode because I'm going to share my story, how I was trapped by emotions and the behaviors that I got caught in that I was using as a way to avoid feeling my feelings. And this might be you as well, because like I said, most people don't even realize they are trapped by their emotions. So Emotions are a funny, tricky little thing. As humans, we just want to avoid feeling certain emotions and we do everything in our power to avoid feeling those emotions. But then that leaves us trapped in our emotions, which then drains our energy, okay? Because avoiding what's really happening in our life and avoiding what we're really feeling is always going to leave us feeling depleted, all right? So my journey as a mom has been a messy one. And I've changed a tremendous amount from when I was, when my first was born 23 years ago. Today, I'm pretty proud of how I show up for my kids and how I parent, but this wasn't always the case. You may or may not know that I was a bit of a hot mess back in the day. In fact, I'm pretty grateful that things like Facebook and social media didn't exist and that my youth was not documented anywhere. Uh, but as a parent, when I became a parent, I really turned into what I coin as a dragon mommy. I yelled all the time, 
all the time. That was, that was my main motive of parenting was just yelling at my kids because I just wanted them to behave and do as I said, because I believed that then I would feel better. Like if they could just toe the line, if they could just put their shoes on when I asked, if they could just put their dishes away, if they could just clean up after themselves, if they could just stop talking back, then I would feel better. I would feel okay. But the truth is nothing they could have done would have made me feel better because it was never about them. I loved them. But what I didn't realize is that I didn't love myself very much. I didn't have, um, I didn't have great self-esteem. However, if you had asked me at that time, I was not aware of that. I wasn't aware of this. If you had asked me if I'd loved myself, I probably would have said yes because I didn't really know what it meant to love myself. What I did know, what I did know for sure though, is I felt inadequate as a mom. And unconsciously, I was doing everything in my power not to feel my feelings. You may or may not realize this, but when you are operating from a place of shame, you behave badly. So shame is that belief that there's something wrong with me. So if you believe you're not a good mom or... I believe that I was completely missing the mom card. I believe that they handed out the mom cards and I was in the wrong line because although I wanted children in my life, I really was, I felt like a fish out of water when it came to um, being a mom. And I held a lot of shame about that, but I didn't identify with feeling shameful. All I knew was that I didn't feel adequate as a mom and I felt out of place and out of sorts and when we're operating from that place of shame, it's this belief that I'm not good enough. We keep behaving badly as a way to move away from our shame. So we, we behave badly, we feel shameful, and then we repeat the pattern. Because the truth is, is the moments that I yelled, that was a way of me diffusing kind of that emotion that I was trying not to feel. But then I wouldn't feel any better. I would feel shameful. I'm never going to do that again. And then the pattern would repeat again. Because the truth is, in the in the moment that I was yelling, that moment of like, I don't even know how to describe it. But I would feel better while I was yelling because it was like the the release of that emotion. And this is what this is how shame goes. It just goes in a spiral. You just keep going round and round. I'm never doing that again. And then you end up doing the thing. It's no different than I'm never eating that cookie again, or I'm never drinking again. And then pretty soon you find yourself back in that pattern of eating and drinking and doing things you said you would never do again, because you're looking again to feel better in the moment you take the drink or eat the cookie or whatever it may be for you. Okay. So looking back, I think I had almost as many tantrums as my kids did. So this transformational work that I have been involved in now for over 11 years, I've been knee deep and peeling back the layers on myself and supporting my clients and doing the same has changed me so deeply. And I am especially proud of how it has impacted the way I parent. This way of being in relationship with your kids is also available to you. But it's not about changing your kids. It's about having the courage to look inside yourself and change the things about you that are not working, the stories and beliefs that you're telling yourself about you, about parenting. So now I lean into uncomfortable conversations. I share my feelings because I can actually identify now what I am feeling. And I let my boys see me. I don't 
parent from a pedestal. I don't parent from this place of, I know better than you. And I make it clear to my kids that I don't know most of the time what I'm doing. Do you, did your kids come with a manual? Mine sure didn't. So I'm making this up as I go and just trying to do my best. So I take responsibility now when I've said or done something that isn't cool or that I know is none of my business. I can't even begin to tell you how many conversations I've had with my kids about going back and cleaning up my mess, taking responsibility for the things I said or I did, apologizing. And I think so often as parents, we don't even want to admit to our kids that we've made a mistake. And what does that teach them? If you can't admit when you've made a mistake, what does it teach your kids about when they make a mistake? So I lead by allowing vulnerability into my relationships and admitting when I'm not behaving my best. And it does still happen. I don't always behave as my best self. And that brings us back to other episodes where I've talked about halt, hungry, angry, lonely, tired. If you are in two or more of those, haven't eaten, haven't gotten a good night's sleep, chances are you're not going to be showing up as your best self. And if you haven't done this work, you're going to have a really hard time managing your emotions. And this is when we start to yell and behave badly. Vulnerability is a practice. So shame and vulnerability don't really like to hang out together. So if you're always living in a place of shame, it is very hard to be open and vulnerable and honest about how you're feeling. So the practice of doing this work of, of understanding yourself better frees you from the shackles of shame and walks you into vulnerability. And I know that most of the women that I work with have a really complicated uh, relationship with vulnerability because they often see it as weakness. However, if you are stuck in your shame and your shitty behavior patterns, that is actually, a, 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 that is you more stuck in being weak. Okay. Because it is not strong to be yelling at your kids all the time. It is not strong to be in uh, behaviors of like control and wanting to caretake and overdo and overgive all of these kind of behaviors that often mask shame, feelings of shame. So I want to just remind you that your children are on loan to you. And if you have littles, man, that phase goes by so fast. It goes by so fast. And my job and your job was to give them life and then hold space for them to grow into the men and women that they are meant to be and allow them to have their journey because their journey is not your journey. Their journey is not your journey. They are having their own unique experience on the planet just as you did, okay? Your kids cannot get life right or wrong any more than you can. So try and remember that. When you think you know what's best for your kids, do you all the time? Did your parents always know what was best for you? Or did you find yourself pushing back at different ages, varying ages, because you knew what was best for you? And sometimes you had to override what your parents were saying. So remember that with your own kids, that they have a right to make decisions once they get to a certain age, of course, but they have a right to make decisions that you may not agree with that you might not think is right, but it's not your journey. Your job is to be there and hold space for them as they make those decisions and love them, love them anyways. Just be there for them. 
they are going to make choices. They're going to switch directions. They're going to feel joy and pain and loss. And it is their birthright, just as it is yours. They'll have disappointments and struggles, but they're also going to have victories and celebrations. I want you to hear this. You cannot screw up your kids if you're committed to loving them deeply. You cannot screw up your kids if you are committed to loving them deeply. And if you believe you are screwing them up, please stop it. What is that costing you? How does that serve you as a parent? Your kids just need to know that you love them. They don't know if you've made a choice that you're like, oh, I wish I hadn't have done that. They don't know unless you, unless you share that with them. But if you're operating from a place of fear all the time that you're screwing up your kids, you're in your own shame. And that is costing you so much energetically because you're living your life worried about how your kids are going to turn out. And if you are committed to loving them deeply, I promise you, they are going to be just fine, whatever route they choose. And they know that you're going to be there in your, in their back uh, corner or in their back pocket. Do your best. And if you don't like how you're showing up, then make the investment in yourself to change. Whether it's a book, a program like the Energy Audit, hiring a one-to-one -one coach, work with me. Um, there are so many options and opportunities out there for you to better yourself. But that is your responsibility as a parent. If you don't like how you're showing up in your relationships, whether it's with your kids, your partner, your spouse at work, it is on you to take responsibility for looking into yourself and looking at what you can change about you. That's what will change what's going on outside of you. Work on the being the best you you can be, and it will translate into being a better mom or dad, if you're one of the dads listening. And then another big part is to forgive yourself and let go of your parenting missteps because we've all had them. I have had many parenting missteps, but I cannot hold that over myself because then I'm living in the past instead of focusing on how can I show up as my best self today? How can I make the best choices and decisions for myself and my kids moving forward? So those missteps we're just there to help teach me and give me some lessons so I can make choices that are in more alignment moving forward. But those missteps, they are opportunities for you to learn and grow. But if you're holding on to them and beating yourself up for them, my goodness, what is that costing you again energetically? Because that lives in your body. When we're being hard on ourselves, when we're blaming ourselves and shaming ourselves for choices, that costs us energetically. There's a reason why women are walking around so exhausted all the time because we're holding, we're holding on to so much that we don't need to be holding on to if we can just get to a place of acceptance and forgiveness of ourselves. So, which then leads to you get to model compassion and empathy for your kids. So if your kids made a misstep, you wouldn't hold it over their head for their entire life. You would teach them how to be compassionate to themselves. You would teach them about how to be empathetic to what's going on for themselves and what's going on with other people. So model that for your children. Treat yourself. Hear me on this. Treat yourself the way you want them to treat themselves. So if you are 
running on empty, doing too many things, exhausted all the time, miserable, grumpy, out of alignment. What are you modeling for your children? And for ladies, like if you have daughters, what are you what are you modeling for your daughters? That the only way to feel worthy and deserving as a female is if you overextend yourself and you give so much to other people that you have nothing left for yourself? Or do you want to model to them what is possible when you prioritize your own well-being? Do we need more women growing up to be martyrs? Or are we prepared to break that generational pattern? And stop giving that to our girls and even to our guys nowadays. But we've got to stop with the martyrdom. So if it's not okay for your kids, then stop making it okay for you. So I think I said on, a, on another podcast episode, with our kids, we would never think when they're young to say, well, you know what? No more naps for you. You're just going to... You're just going to stay awake. I don't care if you're tired. No nap for you. Because we know if they have a nap, they're going to be so much easier and <laughs> more beautiful to be around. Yet how often do you deny yourself nap time, play time? Something to consider. So if it's not okay for your kids, why are you making it okay for you? If you are tired, rest. If you are hungry, eat. If you are not having a lot of fun in your life, get out and play. You wouldn't tell your kid, no, just sit there. Just sit there and do nothing all the time. Move your body, okay? This is a big one. Stop talking negatively about your body, your money, or other people, including your exes. And reflect on if it's okay for your kids to speak to themselves that way or hold those beliefs. So if you, whatever is coming out of your mouth, your kids are absorb, absorbing. So you want to be mindful about how you're talking about yourself. Because you can't expect your daughter to have a loving relationship with her body. You can't tell her like, all of these foods are healthy. I want you to eat healthy and take care of yourself. And your body is so beautiful. Yet at the same time, you're stuffing back Twinkies and completely not prioritizing yourself or your well-being. It sends a contradictory message and is very confusing to our unconscious minds when we are growing up because one thing is being said, but another thing is being done. So you must be congruent with your message. You must be congruent with your message as a parent to your children. Don't make it okay for them, but not okay for you. So if your kids are only allowed to eat healthy food, but you're not doing that for yourself, what is that showing them? They're worthy of healthy food, but you're not worthy of taking care of yourself. So you want to be really, really cautious about how you are modeling to your children. Be the adult you want your child to grow into. I don't know how else to say that. Be the adult you want your child to grow into. Teach, don't tell model, don't dictate, communicate and let them see you. But you can't let them see you until you're willing to see yourself. And this is such a big part about this transformational work is coming to, to see yourself, coming to know yourself and understand what makes you tick. For most of my life, I was operating with like a mask on 
I didn't know who I was. I didn't know I was hiding behind a veil of trying to look perfect so nobody could see that I felt so inadequate. I didn't know that I had deep layers of shame about pretty much everything in my life. I didn't recognize that I was operating from this place of never feeling good enough. It didn't matter what I did. didn't matter how many accomplishments I had. didn't matter how many certificates I got, how many clients I saw, how many competitions I won. The underlying feeling was I'm still not there. I'm still not good enough. So when you do this work, you come to know yourself and that's what allows you to show up as a better parent or partner. So your kids are often your mirrors. And if you're courageous enough, you can look at what they're reflecting back to you. So watch the behaviors that your kids get into. Watch the things that are coming out of their mouth. Pay attention to them and then have the courage to say, huh, what are they showing me about myself? Because I really believe that your kids are given to you as a gift for your growth. So, so many adults think that they are here to grow their kids, but I actually think it's the other way around. I think our kids are here to grow us, but so many people miss that opportunity because they're so busy trying to do it right and not screw up their kids. They miss the opportunity for their own personal growth in that relationship. So, you know, I had to learn how to release perfection and give my kids the gift of being okay with making mistakes. And the irony is now my youngest, he wants everything to be just perfect or he doesn't want to do it. And I have never modeled perfectionism to him. We talk about mistakes and trying and screwing things up all the time. And I'm like, wow, so fascinating that he's come hardwired with this being hard on himself and wanting everything to be perfect. And it's such an opportunity for me to reflect on not only how far I've come, but where else that still might be showing up for me with threads that I'm not seeing. And also being able to model to him what happened for me when I let go of trying to get everything right and having everything be perfect. Because he is also terrified of feeling not good enough. He often feels not good enough. So no wonder he was given to me because I get to see a version of me in him. It's an opportunity for me to do more healing on me and also support him in his own growth and healing around stepping into feeling like he's more than good enough. Okay. And most kids are going to struggle with not feeling good enough. Most kids will struggle with it because most adults struggle with this and they don't even recognize it. So celebrate the gifts, celebrate the gift that you, you as a mom are to the world and that you brought a bigger gift to the world through your children. Our children are such an amazing legacy. I'm like, I'm so proud. I'm so proud of the, the men that my boys have grown into. So they're 23, 21, and 11 now. And for all that I believed I got wrong as a parent, and believe, believe me, I thought I got a lot wrong. Man, they are spectacular humans. And I am way prouder of what I got right than what I believe I got wrong. I trust that they will each have the journey that they're meant to have during this life and that everything happened in exactly the way it was meant to happen. Even the missteps, everything. 
Because if things could have been different, they would have been different. They were exactly this way. And I'm so, I'm just so happy and proud of each of them and who they've grown into. And I trust that everything will create even more lessons for them and probably even more lessons for me. So on Mother's Day, which is just around the corner, I want you to celebrate yourself. You don't need to wait for anyone to acknowledge how awesome you are. And you can go buy your own damn flowers. This is an opportunity for you to acknowledge how awesome you are, for you to acknowledge that you, you are doing a great job, you are doing the best that you can, that you have amazing kids and that they're going to grow into amazing adults. Communicate clearly with your family what you want and need instead of expecting them to know. Because again, when we're living our lives, expecting other people to know what we want and what we need, that costs you so much energy. Instead of just communicating what you want, buying your own flowers and no longer making it mean that they don't love you because they weren't able to read your mind. It's nobody's responsibility to read your mind. You want to create an extraordinary life? Then clearly communicate to other people what it is that you want and need from them. Doesn't mean you're going to get it, but that is less taxing on your energy than playing the game of they should know. They should know what I want and need. They should know what I need to feel loved. They should just shower me with gifts and acknowledgement. But are you giving yourself that? So life is so much more peaceful when you simply just ask. And that is a skill to learn because you got to get rid of the stories. Again, that's those stories and beliefs that they should know. So in the words of Brene Brown, clarity is kindness. So choose, choose this Mother's Day to have an amazing day because that you have decided that you are going to give you what you need to feel appreciated. Okay, so have an amazing day because you are choosing to give yourself what you need this Mother's Day to feel loved. And honestly, it all starts with choosing to love and value yourself as much as you love and value your children. Because things we love and we value, we take care of. That has to be pointed back at you. So thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Full Frontal Living Podcast. If you need support in coming to know yourself, if you need support in learning how to unlock these trapped emotions so that you can get out of these behaviors that you don't like about yourself, so that you can have a more extraordinary life, so you can have more energy, more vitality, more fulfillment, more joy, more ease, while still being able to chase after those big goals and be your ambitious driven self. Make sure you check out the energy audit. The doors are going to be closing soon. You can find it at lisacarpenter.ca forward slash energy. If you have any questions, you can simply DM me on Instagram or send me an email. I will put my email down in the link below. I am very easy to access. And I really hope that I see you in the program so that a year from now, when you're looking back on how far you came from this Mother's Day to how you're showing up as a mother in on Mother's Day of 2024, you'll be thinking like, wow, I've really changed. And look at how much that's impacted my relationship with my children. All right. So have a beautiful week ahead. 
Happy Mother's Day if you are a mom. And I appreciate you. I appreciate you being here. And if you haven't subscribed yet to my YouTube channel, make sure you subscribe. I think there's a button down below. And if you're listening on your favorite um, podcast platform, make sure that you subscribe to the podcast. And if you haven't left a rating and review that yet, I'd be so appreciative if you did. All right. I will catch you on the next episode.